Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that the hottest news topics of the past two weeks have been Neon Genesis Evangelion and Tifa from Final Fantasy VII, uh, we are not in 1998, but it is actually 2019. Uh, in fact, we're in the end of June in 2019. Do you know what that means, guys? A uh, whole new selection of great anime that is sure to not disappoint. I was going to say our seventh anniversary, but yes, also the uh, <laughs> the new anime season. It's going to be uh, wild. It's, what's wildfire season in California? <laughs> <laughs> uh Yes. Well, yeah, way to derail that one because uh, now I'm sad. But uh, <laughs> yes, there's new new anime season coming up uh, and we're going to talk about it. I know we haven't been talking about anime much these days, but we'll we'll uh, we'll see how this season goes. I'm sure I mean, next I always, season. <laughs> I always like these podcasts the most because we can talk about anime without actually having to watch it. Yeah, yes. it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, like, considering the lineup here, I, I think next season may also have not much talking about anime. <sighs> well, yes, uh, we have quite a bit to talk about, so let's try to get into it quickly here. Let's just do our introductions. I'm Jill. Uh, you, you uh, joining me on three out of uh, three podcasts in five days here. <laughs> we have Iro. Yeah, uh, we podcast <sighs> podcast two days ago, and then two days ago before that. And it's like, let me yeah. rest, my dude. Look, I call him my reliable navigator for a reason. Yes. Well, gee, you've been with me as well. So uh, for some awful reason, yes. Yes, I have, despite, you know, <laughs> having, you know, literally pressed my, my my nose to the grindstone so hard that I'm starting to look like fucking Voldemort out here. But uh, but yes, you know, when when Jell invokes the right of the spontaneous podcast, we here at the Glorio Network I, must answer. I, I couldn't help myself, uh, but uh, yes. Jell calls for aid. <laughs> nope. And uh, yes, and then finally we have uh, Aqua joining us again. Yep. So I think it's been a little while, but welcome back. And thank you for, <laughs> did she really say hi? Yeah. Hi, Aqua's mom. Yep. Thank you for all your hard work. I don't know. I'm, I'm mad at <laughs> now. Uh, so thanks, for, thanks for shooting our friend out of your crop. <laughs> All right. Look, see, the, thing, the reason why I don't say anything, but now, now y'all, y'all are fucking open the floor on me. The reason I don't say anything about anybody's mother if I don't know them is because, like, no matter what you fucking say, it could be construed as like either way too familiar or way too ru- fucking rude. I, I, like, think like, I, I think I took a very safe route on Fair Let's move on. It doesn't even matter also, the tone and the intent. No matter what you say, it's going to be taken as like some kind of awful insult. Uh, also, anyway. Cesarian. Oh, well. Is this that joke from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Uh, let's not talk I about it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to know. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, Aqua, I'm glad you're here, and thank you for putting together these extremely extensive show notes, which yes. I'm hoping everyone will appreciate. I'm just going to leave them in the post because they're quite entertaining. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. 
like I said, we've got a ton to talk about. We've already wasted plenty of time talking about Aqua's mother, so let's move along here. <laughs> the year of cool anime moms continues. Uh, uh, you know what? I mean, um, I do not. I do not say this in vain. I do not say this in vain. This will be relevant later. All right. Uh, on, yes, on. We'll, we'll get to that <laughs> one, Aqua. I know, I know where okay. you're going. So, all right. Let's. So we have these broken down into a couple different categories, and we're going to start with the shows that are returning, or at least the ones that we want to talk about. I, as extensive as this list is, we're still not covering everything as we usually do in these preview shows. We're just kind of grabbing the ones we want to talk about, but uh, there are quite a few. So, uh, returning next season, then uh, we're going to kick things off by talking about. Uh, Teasing Master Takagi-san. Hell yeah. Hooray. Uh, a show about two dumb kids in love and one of them owning the other one extremely hard trying to get him Gee, to I wonder it. what like fucking 90% of those episodes are going to be right. about. Like, yeah, wait, that is a very incorrect, that's a very incorrect yeah, description because I, A, only one of them is dumb and the other one is extremely clever and also psychic. And number two is she, do- <laughs> she doesn't even own him at all. He owns himself. That's the show. She, well, that is true. <laughs> she not is to take the... away from the... Yeah, yes, go ahead, go ahead Gene. Gene. No, okay. no, you go ahead. Okay. I was like, not to take away from Takagi-san, but as somebody who, like, watched Kaguya-sama, like, three months late to the party, like, I feel like maybe that gets a little bit closer to, like, what I was probably hoping to get from that style of show. Yeah. Which I mean, is Kaguya-sama like, also really good. Like, um, let's let's yeah. let's own each other, but like, make it mostly mutual. And sometimes it's like they own themselves, or they both lose, quote unquote. You know, and I, think, the, uh, I, I would I would say Kaguya-sama is a superior show in that it has a broader scope for them to find weird ways to come about yes. with their ways of owning each other. Whereas Takagi-san is very much grounded in. Aside from Takagi's psychic abilities, uh, it's it's very much trying to be grounded in in reality and be sort of a down to earth type of Look, thing. Look, man, if yeah. Takagi-san can make that kid say "wiener" like eight times <laughs> in a single episode, then maybe I'll change my mind. But no, uh... I think you make a valid point there. But I think another uh, important thing that Kaguya-sama has on Takagi-san is the uh, the cast that in that Takagi-san really only has Nishikata and Takagi, and everyone else sucks. Yes. Whereas in Kaguya-sama, you have like a decent supporting cast. Yes, but so, the thing I actually wanted to—the thing I actually wanted to say about Takagi-san season two—is that they did such a good job, like building up the tension in season one. Tension to the point where you're just like, okay, they're just dating. You know, I, I remember that during the last episodes of the show, we're just saying, okay, we're just dating. They just haven't said it yet. But the point is, like, there is not going to be any progress in that regard. You don't even need to have read the manga to know that. To know that right. the second season will just be a rehash of the first one without further escalating the point where, right. they, where they left off at the end of season two, I, uh, season one. That's the thing. Like, I felt like I was tired of the plot halfway through season one. Yeah. And so a whole other a whole second season of that is just unappealing to me. It's just going to be more of, you know, Nishikata is going to school and he's like, hey, 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 today I'll get Takaki-san with this. And then she yeah. shows up and she does the thing and he owns himself. And I mean, you know, I guess at the end episode. of the day, <laughs> yeah, I guess at the end of the day, these kind of shows, it's like, well, 
I guess it's not hurting anybody, and there's probably somebody out there who's excited for this. Right. And uh, yeah. I don't know what what studio's doing this. Um, does anybody remember? Or is it no this? Idea. I think it's a, I think it's the same staff, right? So whatever probably. we got in the first. I'd one. be interested. I'd be interested in seeing some of the like sides material adapted because like we already had to like the three girls bits in the first season, which, which is were- adapted from. Which, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like adapted from one of the the spin-offs, but there's also a spin-off about um you know Takagi and Nishikata when they're married and have a daughter and Yeah, I that would and, that would probably be a better way cool, to play season two. And like cool hot mom Takagi keeps owning her daughter. <laughs> yeah, so I think it I would be interesting to see like... some to see some bits from that in this yeah. anime as well. I think that's the only uh, well, I mean I'm not gonna say the only I, I, I will probably watch this and I will probably enjoy it. It's just the the the, it's diminishing returns, right? But yeah. I think that's the only direction they could go that would like actually yeah. elevate this. If if they swap out that, like, uh, I I always I feel like I've blocked out the three girls segments, but when I really start thinking about it, that really like <laughs> was a black mark on the first season. Right. So like, oh, I guess the uh, Kotobuki writer has to get paid somehow. Oh, between, it's the Kotobuki writer between <laughs> oh, man between weird. <laughs> Between weird shows and the one cares about, but Kotobuki is so Kotobuki is so good, and I say good with like three sets of quotation marks. Uh, uh, today I will finally humiliate Takagi-san by showing off my superior dogfighting skills. Oh, if only! <laughs> hey, what's up, Nishikata? I just got my degree for like professional pilot. Takagi-san, me. Ah. All right, all right. So. That's speaking, that's speaking of shows that are the same every that are season. Stupid but highly yep. predictable. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I guess Infogear is coming back for season five. Uh, I considering none of us are actually watch have been watching the show. I don't know how much we want to actually say about yeah, it. Other than I mean, the sheer I think I completely. I must have completely zoned out during season four because I did not register there was a season four. <laughs> I. Are I think we sure this is the first not, time I've ever had doing this talk like about Symphony Are we sure they're not doing this like Yoko Taro style and airing season five before season four? I <laughs> no, but they I honestly them... couldn't tell you. Symphony Gear has been running for so long. They announced them at the same time, though, right? Which was like a real yeah, that's cool uh, move. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, I, mean, I don't know. It was super <laughs> popular, right? The subtitle for this season's pretty good. What is it? Create a history with the light God could not know. Okay, look. Here's the here's the thing. All right, so fine, fine. Here's <laughs> the thing about Symphogear. Symphogear's individual pieces are everything that I should love, right? Like Hoplite uh-huh. protagonist, punching, punching. You know, fucking, fucking bitch kicked a mountain in half, all right? Like, you know, like, there, there's, like, you know, it's like some fucking, you know, kind of pseudo-Mecha, Mecha Musume, Dragon Ball Z shit, you know? Yeah. The problem is, I think, with Sympho Gear is that that stuff is always kind of front and back loaded to, like, you know, the very yeah. extreme ends of the show's runtime, and then the middle is just filled with, like, the most like bog standard the most cliche like shoujo magic girl adjacent like quote unquote character drama that's not really drama it's just like ginned up bullshit to pad out like the middle episodes of yeah. like the season run like there's there's all the good stuff that people talk about and then you're like yeah i'm gonna go watch that 
and you go to watch it and you realize that's like maybe 20% of the show. <laughs> and then yeah. you've got the other 80% uh, right. is just bad. And I like, I've tried to yeah. watch the show three times now and I just couldn't. Yeah. It's it. like the main character, right? Fucking uh, Hibiki. Like, if you watch her at her best, yeah, she is fucking dropping all these fucking, like, Noriko-style, like, gunbuster-ass fucking speeches about, like, <laughs> hard work and guts and the flames of her burning heart will, like, purge evil and all this shit, right? I'm like, yo, hell yeah, let's get in on this shit. The thing they don't tell you is that that's only Hibiki during, like, the first episode and, like, the last two episodes of every season. The rest of it is very much just, like, you know, I'm just a regular... Japanese middle school students, you know, with all my regular, like, girly fears and insecurities, and, uh uh-oh, do my friends actually like me? Oh no, I can't tell, because I accidentally saw them holding hands with another friend or something, and it's just like, it's, it's... Yeah, and it doesn't even do those things, like, well, like... Right, that's another thing, it doesn't do it well, yes, like, it doesn't poorly... I mean, if you if you describe it like this, this show really combines the food to do things that the internet loves the most, which is hot blooded kung fu robots and lesbian melodrama. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. Based on the ratios, it seems like people seem to really like that lesbian melodrama a whole lot more. So, (laughs) anyway, would you say would you say this is a wow hot lesbians versus (laughs) wow is bad? Ah, uh, man, you know, I don't I don't know if they've actually ever done a War is Bad message, but also, I also stopped watching after, like, two seasons, so... Uh, anyway... Who could say, maybe, maybe they've gotten into geopolitics by the fifth season. <laughs> I have a feeling that if you're, if you're, uh, you've made your decision on Synthogear by season five, so I don't know if we're really helping anybody here, but there you go, mm-hmm. it's coming well, back. Well, speaking of other also very long-running, like, arguably... <sighs> mediocre franchises running on, you know, latent momentum. Yes. So wait, wait, fate's later on the list. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I need a I need a rim I need a rim shot on the soundboard, right? But uh anyway, uh yes. So G is referring to a certain scientific accelerator, which is uh based off of a manga spin-off from the a certain magical index series. <laughs> And unfortunately, See, it's not the spinoff where Accelerator becomes an idol. That's another spinoff manga. <laughs> um, and I'm not, that's not a joke. That is a no, legitimate thing. No. <laughs> um, this, is, this is a more conventional one where it's just going to be another story about him in Last Order and him having to go save Last Order or whatever. See, this is like Railgun made sense because you had a character that was incredibly popular but never got her due in index but this is just a guy who is already basically becoming like the new protagonist of index who has entire sections of the story all about him with him as the main character and I why mean, are they I, I still the, giving him a spin-off because well, people... that tracks that right that like if yeah. this dude is super popular then it only stands to reason like why not like just you know, give him more screen time because, like, that's what the fans want, right? Because they're giving him the screen time in the story proper. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> never, never no such thing as not enough spinoffs. So for for the record, Fate knows that. For the record, I've <laughs> I've been willing to put up with a lot of dumb things in this series because it's like 
pretty much a series of dumb things. Yeah, but, I have held you to the fucking fire for this ever but, since y'all fucking like shouted me down and said that somehow this franchise was like actually like more consistent and better thought out than Fate Stay Night. You know, okay, like, let's, like let's let's not get to that one. But the <laughs> the what, what am I, I I absolutely hated this whole like rehabilitate accelerator thing. Because uh, he was like the big bad guy in the beginning yeah, of the I series. I don't know anything about him, but isn't he like a huge fucking asshole? Yes, and he still is. But because he decided to protect this one little girl, because in the index series you're handed a little girl once you become a main uh, character. Oh yeah, you know that that sounds like character development to me. Um, <laughs> th- then suddenly he's like now like a like he's supposed to be like this anti-hero like sort of. I work for the good guys sometimes type of character. Uh, Accelerator is such an incredibly stupid character. It's like his whole thing is he he's the strongest one of them all and he wants to be left alone. So in the original series, his motive as a villain is I'm the strongest, but people still keep challenging me. So I want to become so strong that they'll just leave me the fuck alone. And the only way to become strong is to kill like a gazillion people. And uh, after he gets defeated, okay. he's like, oh, I guess I'm not the strongest anymore, so I, people won't bother me anymore. And then he just becomes a good guy because his problem is solved. That's uh, one way of looking at it. Um, well, I mean, also, that's how the show looks at it. They, they also nerf his powers because after he takes a bullet in the head to save Last Order, he can only use his powers yeah. for like a certain amount of time or whatever because he was too powerful. So they had to find a way to... Make him more interesting by giving him some limitations. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Accelerator. And I actually, I must confess, I never even finished season three. I was trying to finish the Brexit arc. Which, which I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure no one finished season three. Of yeah, I have to admit the Brexit arc is pretty good, but I have not been able to uh, find the time. Isn't the Queen of England a wizard or something? Like, no, but she has a giant... She has a giant anime sword, though. Uh, okay, so it's almost a wizard, basically. Is that the stab sword? No, can no. Cut through reality. No, it's a sword that. Oh, okay. It's fine. Is this, fine. Is this, it doesn't matter. No, is this the it sword that matter. like materializes its slashes? Uh, kind of yes, but the it doesn't the, matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's a copy. <laughs> so the one the queen has is a copy of the original uh, sword, <laughs> which. <laughs> Which, if the, wielder, if the wielder has the sword, and they're, like, in the British royal family line or whatever, they be, they gain the power okay. of God. But only if they're on the soil. Okay, so in Angel Notes, Gun God has the black barrel. Only if they're on British soil, though. So the Queen's daughter gets a hold of the sword and decides to declare Britain doesn't need any other help from outside countries. And everyone tries to come stop her, but but so long as she's on British soil with this sword, she's invincible. And that's where we're right. like, does she also the, does she also rename the country Avalon while she's at it? We haven't I haven't finished watching yet, so I don't know. But the uh the, it is the first Christ. time that Toma's uh Power has not been able to cancel a uh, an ability. Uh, so he, has to, he would have to punch Britain itself. Yes, so he's probably gonna have to touch Britain itself or something. Uh, I don't he's know, gonna have we'll... to punch Big Ben or something. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, just, we've... just rip up a Union Jack. We've wasted <laughs> way more time on this than we probably should have. Yes. So, uh, yeah, speaking uh, before... of waste, wasting time. Look, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before look, that's a good segue. I just want to say real quick because we'll never ever fucking talk about this show otherwise because it doesn't deserve it. 
Uh, in terms of like returning series, uh, in terms of stuff that's like going into next season from uh, this season, uh, I guess Demon Slayer is continuing into next season. Yeah, sure. I, I just want to shout out do. that that show continues to look fucking great, but also continues to squander all of its storytelling because of its god awful pacing. Yep. Um, so it's a it's a shonen adaptation then, right? That's- yeah, but it, it, I, I'm just saying, you know, I've said it multiple times. But in the age of My Hero Academia, like just being a bog standard shonen adaptation, even one that looks really good, doesn't really cut it anymore. Like, you know, know, people like Black Clover, right? Well, look, like- there's no accounting for taste, but it, it's just it's just the thing of like UFO Table has done really good work with this with this show visually. Like, there are some bits we were just watching the last episode that are like really visually stunning they're very cool but like they're at the cost of like five minutes of a character like doing the like roni kenshin thing of like flying through space while like internal monologuing and like i guess it's that you know it's supposed to like in theory take take place over the space of like five seconds but like it's one text box in a manga panel right Right. but it's like five minutes in show and it's just it drags the pacing down so hard and like it's just a damn shame because, like, again, I'm not saying that this show is, like, anything special, you know? Like, like even even if this were an adaptation as good as My Hero Academia's, I still wouldn't say it's, like, as good. But, like, there are th- cool things it does that it just, you know, constantly squanders because of, like, it's weird, like, it's weird devotion to, like, trying to be as perfect of an adaptation as possible of the original source material. Right. But, uh, that's really all that show deserves, so... <laughs> Carol on Tuesdays is continuing too, but we've been talking about that and we'll probably continue to talk about it in some capacity. So just mentioning it. Yes, we will. Continuing. All right. uh, Moving along, we have uh, shows that we probably don't care about, but we're going to talk about anyway. Great. Uh, (laughs) Someone's got to do DeLorde's work. Yes, this is our our job. This this is our job, right? Uh, But. uh, all right, let's start off with um, probably an appropriately titled show, Wasteful Days of High School Girl. It's not so kind of just the logical conclusion of the uh, um, cute girls daily, doing cute daily, things. Daily lives of high school boy. Aqua, I did not <laughs> see one single notable thing about this show. Do you have any um, comments? It's called, waste, it's called Wasteful Days of High School Girl, but it has more than one high school girl in it. Oh, the children. Oh, so this is a child children like Evangelion situation, uh, <laughs> but in reverse. Um, I mean, it, Japanese doesn't have plural, so yeah. I mean, it looks like a four girls hang out at school and tease each other comedy thing. It's probably going to be fine, but yeah. I mean, this this may be like some like weird, like sarcastic weird absurd bullshit like daily lives of high school boys but i wouldn't get my hopes up yeah well i might have to save my strength for the girls high school comedy thing for the uh the uh, omaidens in our savage season which we'll talk about later but uh yeah next let's uh let's keep it moving then to uh (laughs) oh god So now we have another show called The Ones Within. Okay, I mean that's a which is, like 
coolish title. Kind of like a battle royale series, except all okay. the okay. Tell me more. Except all the participants are like YouTube Let's Players. Oh, <laughs> oh. right. <laughs> that have been transported to this like. Oh so, no! So we're rooting for Takashi Kitano. Then I take it like, like we want him to kill all these kids. Well, you know, that that was the description that Aqua's written down, but when I actually watched the trailer, it's kind of, like, weird and lighthearted looking, but there's, like, the bad guy, I think, is... Uh, has like directed al- by Shin Onuma. The, the bad yeah. guy The bad guy has, like, an alpaca head. There's a giant panda bear. I don't know what's going on, man. I hate Maybe the Maybe they're not supposed to kill each other, but just, like, compete with each other. I, I didn't bother to actually... Well, they might actually up. just be, like, some kind of game they have to played for them all to live or something like survive yeah, or something yeah. oh boy but, this right the writer for this has worked on common writer go and shuriken sentai and ninja oh two boy of, two of our least liked least toku favorite shows. toku shows yeah sounds promising and i hate but yeah I, what is interesting <laughs> Go ahead, Aqua. <laughs> what is interesting about this is that it is the first time in a long uh, time since uh, uh, that shin onuma uh, directs at silverlink again so at least this will look interesting. Yeah. Um, ha- has he really not done anything recently? Because I'm so. I think the to- last thing I think the last thing he did at Silverlink was um, uh, what's Prisma it called? Ilya. No, 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 no. The second Hate Watch show. Oh, the, if only if only my yeah. little sister was here. That one, because that that show oh, also looked bad. like he he went on such a string of bad shows that I just stopped paying attention to him, even though I was really high on him like years ago. Like because yeah. because it, it wasn't even just like they were bad shows, but the way they looked nice, like 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 Watamote or something. Like they just started looking bad too. So it was just like, what am I even here for? So I've kind of yeah. not been paying attention to him. So I mean, I'm, aren't I, you the Bakatest sub- apologist in, the, in yeah. here? But that was nine years ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that. I'm pretty sure if you watch that show nowadays, you think, "Oh my oh, god!" Oh, I would, I would still love it. But uh, yeah, really, yeah, I would still love it. But I would probably be less uh, defensive of it. Let's put it that way. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, I would not get my hopes up on this one either. Um, Great, right, Aqua. Be honest. Okay. This next one, did you just put this in here to make a Kingdom Hearts joke? Uh, yes, okay. and also to say Great. that these like stupid fucking idol multimedia projects are horrible okay. so and the bane of anime, and I want them to die for. All right, before we before we get to that, the title is <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Restage Exclamation Point Dream Days Eighth Note Two Point Eight. Um, I just want to say, that, well, actually, no, go ahead. I'll say at the end. So. And as Aqua mentioned, this is another attempt to cash in on the multimedia idol project, which I feel like we must be at a saturation point for for now, right? Like, like I mean, I think basically uh, every like big big producer in the anime world wants its own of that. That I think like right. that's just the yeah. thing. It's just like how every game developer wants his own, or game publisher wants its own destiny. Like that's mm-hmm. like the big thing that you can make a lot of money on so everyone has to have one and some of them succeed and some of them fail and it will just it'll just disappear in a couple of years making an idle anime to kick off a gacha game yeah (laughs) with like and like the voice actresses are also idols and they perform songs from the thing like that like the multimedia project kind of thing who is uh 
Who from all it? of these, oh sorry, no, it's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. No, from all of these, I think I still think Review Starlight was actually the most interesting one, simply because that was a show about like people in theater school, and instead of them just being idols, they had the voice actresses doing actual stage shows. Yeah, they they tried that, at least to do. Was that the one I with mean, like cool animation? That didn't yeah, go that was the one. Yeah, that was the one with the awesome transformation sequence. I mean, that show at least had some kind of core to it of like homaging Japan's very distinct right, the, theater like yeah. sure, culture. Yeah, like... Whereas all of the other ones are just. This is love life. Idol cash grab, not love life. This, yeah, th- this one looks awful because like they they're using like designs that look like peak two thousand nine Moe anime, like little girl designs. <laughs> oh, good. If people still say Moe, but that's what the. <laughs> so back in my days, <laughs> we still called things Moe. It was a very it's a very easy shortcut. Uh, get out of here, Travis! Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was going to say, is this or is another like which? Which multimedia like idol like franchise is the anthem of multimedia idol franchises? Oh, which one is just the one? I don't know. That, this, like maybe this will be Wake Up Girls. Wake Up like, Girls. Like which is the one that just never stood a chance right from the get go? Wake Up Girls lasted. Pretty wake long. Up Girls. Wake Up Wake Up Girls lasted pretty long though. They actually got like another season and everything. They never got a gotcha game oh, though. Like, that came out before. That came out before. We need gotcha. to move on. We need we need to move on. But I have one thing to say about the show. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Yes. The director of the show storyboarded an episode of Spider Riders. Oh, oh yeah. there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I'm back on board. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bang, dream, restage, dream days, bang, whatever, 2.8. Let's go. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> bang, stage, dream, life, starlight. I can't say this next title straight face. You have to. You want me to say it? I'll no, fucking say it. Uh, you, you, you have to. It's a. Uh, Hensky, are you willing to fall in love with a pervert as long as she's a cutie? No. Um, I mean, so, how cute? Okay, so, yeah, so... What's the downside here? My, my <laughs> so the pre- First of all, I, I have some things to say about this. First of all, the premise of the show is this... It's a it's a harem show. The, the, the guy oh. gets a... He gets a, uh, he gets a love letter in his locker that also has a uh-huh. pair of panties in it. And he Ooh. surmises that uh-huh. it can it has to be one of four girls, and he has to spend the show figuring out which of the four girls sent his panties to him. So, first of all, let me just uh-huh. say, let's not shame this woman because sending your panties in a letter is a pretty baller move, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a power move. It's a power move, at the very um. least. Um, second of all. This is basically the plot of Ichigo 100%, if anybody remembers yes. that. Yes. <laughs> right. Didn't I? Yeah. This is what... uh, see, I, I was about to say, I think I've played this sub-story in Yakuza before. but. Uh... Yeah. Um, and I think I had a third point, but I don't really remember what it is, and it's probably not. Uh, the writer the writer of this worked on Yuma Iro Patissier. <laughs> okay. Um, so there you go. There's your... Oh, and the... I'm assuming the... the, the uh, Abbreviation: The Henski is a combination of hentai and ski for love. So, I mean, yes, congratulations, that's... you pass Japanese. <laughs> so, so that that's that's a, that's a hashtag to only rival Oninyan as far as uh. Oh, oh, we had to invoke 
the Onigan. Uh, someday, someday. Um, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Every day I go without thinking about that de- that goddamn thing is a victory, oh, and you had to bring you it can, up. You can big <laughs> counter in the Glorio, big counter in the Glorio block offices. Yes, days without mentioning Onigan. Look, Zero. I think you know. I think I, I could beat the joke. <laughs> yes, there is there is an unspoken law on the Glorio network that. Oni Neon actually has to be invoked at, at set periods because that is the only way to ward off its power. Well, we've, we've also said if, we, if it ever does get well, when it does get an anime, because it will happen someday, that uh, that's when we shut the blog down, but we'll see. <sighs> Alright. So that show well, there is, looks bad. Yeah, let's just keep rolling. Let's move along to uh, another show called Given, which I think is just a Look, just look like a band anime. Is there some other hook here? Yeah, I'm not missing or not? Uh, on with Hot Boys, basically. Okay, sure. it it has some interesting stuff because, like, it's one of the few anime directed by a woman. But that's it looks pretty nice, actually. I've, I watched the trailer, but I actually didn't. Get I mean, the that's it. on this one. Like, if you if you like Hot Boy anime, this might be a good Hot Boy anime. So they, uh, I'm looking right. at the notes. Are they a butt rock band? Because that's important. <laughs> No, yeah, but, that would actually make me more excited if they were like just straight up. But rock, I mean, like, like the fucking like quote unquote indie rock that is like used for anime openings, the like super like oh, generic sure. synthesized with like a super whiny singer. I mean, and that is what this sounds like. Is this, See, uh, so, is this an original or an adaptation? No, this is an adaptation. My oh, okay, never, never mind. Never mind. Though. I was hoping that when you said butt rock, I was like, "Oh man, are they gonna be playing like Buckethead covers or something?" But no, no, it's not. It's not like it's not like Motley, Motley Crew, the animator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I guess we'll. That's gonna be one of those shows that me and Artemis end up watching and nobody else does. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we'll probably still sell like hotcakes in Japan. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, all right. Moving along is a show so boring that Aqua didn't write any notes for it. <laughs> no, uh, no, I couldn't come up well, with it. I'll, I'll but, give you a take uh, on this one. The name of the show is uh, Machikado Mazaku, which is about some girl demon girl sent to kill some magical girl or something but she's really bad at it so it ends up being like this cute slice of life show thing which so basically this is like if um if you guys remember gabriel dropout if you uh yeah uh, or, uh, if you, cha- if you change that to or star, intro from like if, if you change gabriel's dropout to star satania which would be a huge improvement but still a bad show that's basically the premise of uh I mean, this is. Go ahead. Uh, it's also very reminiscent of Endro from, uh, I think, last season. Oh, like that was lower anim- than one season. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah, but like about the the four adventurer girls and then like the demon lord who oh. becomes this cute little girl and hangs yeah. out with them. But I think the idea behind this is like there's a magical girl in town and this girl is like cursed to become one of the generic monsters of the day that the magical girl fights. Except she's terrible at her job, so and the magical girl is also her classmate. Of course. Which so she's I mean, so she's I the guess... token so she's the token good monster from episode like thirty two. Yeah, like that sounds like a cool idea, like this generic monster of the week as your protagonist. But it is one of those uh, manga time kirara 
for Koma manga, yeah. so you know it's going to be exactly yeah. like all the other uh, manga time Kirena yeah. for Koma adaptations. So, I feel like this doesn't deserve any more airtime than we've yeah, already the given. The actual it, premise so. will not be yeah. any, will have no bearing on the actual show. It's just going to be a cute slice of life show. All right. Let's move along then. Moving so, on. Yep, it's Let's time for our token. Stuff. Yeah, time for the token show we might refuse to outright cover. Well, okay. Because it's just that horrible. First, let me just say this next show is not technically an isekai show, but I feel like we should just lump it in with all of them because there's a bit of an isekai yeah. resurgence. Next. I call it I call it legally distinct from Isekai because it does not feature someone reincarnating into another world, but the lazy world building is the exact same as an Isekai anime. Yes. Like what do you mean what do you mean a resurgence? It's just the the like, wave has ever stopped. Yeah, I was gonna say no. I feel like it's never no, stopped. No, you guys I don't think you guys have been taking the count. I have been I've been wait, I've been taking the count. We have not had five in a season for a long time. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> you want to go to that extreme? Yeah, yes. there's usually there's only been like one or two every season the, the past couple seasons. So this is this is. Like, I mean, we can only we can only hope that it'll be some sort of like, you know, fucking mutually assured destruction thing <laughs> that they're just actually the same season means they all just end up yeah. killing each other. Yeah, actually, there's six of them. I uh, I did not include Konosuba season two. Oh, okay. Well, that's returning. So <laughs> five new ones, but. Um, and that's a, a Konosuba would be season three, actually. Um, so, and that, and Konosuba is actually. Oh, no, no, sorry. It's not Konosuba. Uh, I'm, in, I'm, it's, um, the one with Hestia. Is oh, it okay to oh, yeah. girls yeah, in a dungeon? That but that's not Isekai, also not right? That's like legal, not legal. That's legally <laughs> distinct from Isekai. Yeah, just <laughs> but it has all the dumb thing. game mechanics and everything in it. Um, anyway, so the show that we're talking about is. If, if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord. And, uh, you know, okay. w- what happens when you try to cross uh, dad anime with uh, isekai? It's not a good mix. <laughs> uh, See, did, I was, I was going to say, like, oh, I don't know, man. If this is like sweetness and lightning or something, it's, like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, no, it's, it's not. I no. want that shit. No. <laughs> no. No, it's got all the creepy... You're trying to fuck the daughter... No, I mean, I, I have read confirmation that this has a buddy drop style time skip good, with good. all of the things good, that good, good. Do they Do they justify by saying, actually, no, no, you see, the daughter initiated it, so that's why it's okay. Oh, I have, I have no idea. But yeah. yeah, the less said about that, the better. Um, so, yeah, I, you, you can... You can uh, you can watch the trailer and just tell, like, this is not a... Because, like, I agree, G. You could actually do a dad anime isekai, isekai that would be kind of interesting, like, if you took it, like, an actual da- dad anime. But this is more uh, much... Like, I can even tell from the trailer there's, a, like, a creepier vibe to it. I don't... I don't. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, what I'm literally saying is that, like, in a perfect world, you would literally, literally do, like, a gender swap of one of the later isekai anime on this list we're going to talk about, but with, like, none of the creepy undertones, and I feel like you would you could almost have a workable premise with that. Right. I get the, that, I get the feeling that describes so much anime. <laughs> we're so close. <laughs> like, this would work if it weren't creepy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You fix this, you fix that, you throw out all the creepy shit. Like, almost you know, a workable you have, uh, premise. You have like 
you know, this anime. And I, w- I was on Manga Dex the other day and I was like, checking out this new manga and it was like the description, like, uh, he's a loner, but one day his new stepsister arrives and she tries to pull him out of his shell and you know where this goes. But on the uh, other hand, you also have this idea of like, you know, if this weren't creepy, that would be a valid premise for like sure. a fun, like slice of life thingy. But if you know, because creepy. it's anime, that it's not that and it's just stupid creepy fan service oh, instead yeah. <laughs> anyways again do we really need to say more about this I think we can, we've all established yeah, it'll be it's fun. not going to be for any of us there will probably be a gigantic subsection of the anime fan Whatever. base that eats this Wait, shit like, up. <clears throat> my, my asterisk is by the way is Sweetness and Lightning still on Crunchyroll manga because if so that thing's over and it's really good yes yeah people should uh, go check that if out if you want actual good dad anime check that out or yes. I'll get my reference into uh, Hinamatsuri, but... Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Also, well, I mean, good dad anime in the sense that the anime is good, but maybe the dad is good, not. But... Good bad dad anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the daughter's also not great. Let's not, yeah, like... <laughs> they, they, they deserve each other. It's it's, it's beautiful. Do, right. do, we, do, we, uh, do we rate that anime on, like, an axis with on the Y axis... <laughs> Good bad dad and on like the quality X-X's of the dad. good bad anime. <laughs> uh, yes. So those are both much better options. Anyway, um, so now we'll get into the actual Isekai shows. We have oh boy. Mausama Retry, which is Overlord. I, do we even need to say anything else about it? It's a guy no, who works the just... company and ends up being the villain in the when he I'm, gets I'm happy it's not one of these I reincarnated as the evil guy and also all of the hot girls from my class are here and they are my slaves now. Is I mean, that, at least it's not that. As far as we know, there's no slavery, so bonus yeah, points. Well, I guess <laughs> my question is, like, I feel like I don't, I'm not even going to defend it. I don't care for it, but like, I feel like Overlord is probably the one isekai anime that kind of has the has the corner on that that isekai niche of I am in isekai world but I am the bad dude so like what do any of these other ones offer that does anything demonstrably different I mean there have been plenty more but yeah I guess I guess so that's why I'm like why do they keep putting out more yeah People get people get uh, keep uh, watching them. I guess is, is the reason. Uh, so the next one, I guess, uh, what is it? Ari Furetta from Commonplace to World Strongest. So I guess the hook on this one is his class joins him getting getting transported. Yeah, like an entire class gets transported, and everyone gets cool cheat skills and unique classes. Except for him, he is just a, a villager or some bullshit. And but then he's the strongest, and yeah, you know, uh, I mean, you know how this goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Um, uh, this one I actually want to watch, <laughs> which is really. I feel like this is the one I'm actually the most concerned about. I, I want to watch it for the I mean, train wreck is, factor, this is not like Jell's thing, right? I, <laughs> no, I'm not like legitimately thinking this is going to be a good show. I just want to see what kind of sheer stupidity they're going to come the, the title makes me laugh every time exactly like so it's the, fucking dumb this is a do you love your mom and her two hit multi-target attacks i think that's that's even like an abbreviated version of the actual title Probably. because yeah. i think the actual title is like do you love her mom her regular attack is uh, worth two attacks with critical hit value or something like that what Ugh, that's... <laughs> yeah so this is Look, just... what if your mom goes with you Look, I just, I don't, 
your hot anime mom, of course. I just I can't I cannot see this going well. Like, I are mean, they not, are they like not blood related or something? Like, is that is the this, thing? Is this, right? Is this just going to be a reverse bunny drop situation? Like, is this dude literally going to fuck his mom? Like, no, is that I, I where is that where they're angling? With I don't think that's like I didn't get the impression that that's I mean, the angle they're taking. Really? Are you sure? Because like, no, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I I don't think that's where they're going with it. I think it's um where he's trying to get with the other girls and it's funny because his mom is there but that I mean, would I mean that would work that would work if I have like a standard generic isekai except like our protagonist is super horny for all his harem girls but like mom gets in the way every time I, I, and he's like useless and she's super yeah, powerful my, my, my problem <laughs> I guess my issue is that like because of what anime is at its fucking dark black hearted core like <laughs> There is Every no anime ends in... like a Lonely Island song. <laughs> like, with incest. No, yeah, yeah, basically I have no fucking faith in this show to actually maintain the, the, the like, like, haha, he wants to have a hair but his mom won't let him without the anime eventually just fucking, like, you know, letting go of that one restraint and eventually the mom just joins the harem too, right? Like, there is, like, <sighs> no... I have zero faith in this anime's ability to avoid You're You're 100% like, right, G... And I, I would not be surprised if that's the direction it goes, but I, I have like a like a small percentage of hope that that's not the case. I don't like again. I just want everybody one hundred percent clear. I don't think the show is going to be good. I just want to see what they do with the show. We want to be one hundred percent certain. The Glorio blog does not endorse fucking your mom. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Let's let's just move on. We are merely <laughs> interested from a scientific perspective. <laughs> from a societal <laughs> viewpoint. No, you were supposed to stop. You were supposed to stop at the, the, the first sentence. <laughs> yes, we're just interested uh, from an academic uh, perspective. Okay. Uh, if fucks his mom or not. So, uh, so finally on our <laughs> finally on our Easter list. So, so Aqua, you, you you said there's nothing unique on this show. There is actually a hook to this. Uh, ah, uh-huh. so, so the title there's no there's no there's nothing interesting about the title, which is Isekai Cheat Magician. They're not even hiding it. Throw it in the trash on this one. But the hook here is that he's joined by his uh, his childhood friend character in the in the Isekai world. So that's like the watered down version of that earlier one where he brings his entire class with him. I guess. Still not the most generic title I've ever seen, though. I don't know if you guys remember Magical Warfare from a couple years ago. That's <laughs> that's still the uh, that's still the crown holder for most like lazy generic title of all time. This is close, though. All right, so that ends the shows that we probably don't care about. I guess we're going to move on to the shows that we probably do care about. Although I would question that maybe on some of these. Um, the ones we care about like mildly more than the previous. I mean, yes, I guess what well, we can describe this next list as the like higher profile shows, the shows that either for some reason or another are either worth covering or paying attention to because of just the pedigree or the size of the franchise or the people involved. Yes, so at least they're we're gonna watch them, and maybe there's a slim chance that they'll be okay. Um, so anyway, the first one is To the Abandoned Sacred Beasts, which is going to be the latest MAPPA production. Uh, it's another one of the latest of the 
turn of the century fake Europe fantasy anime things that seem to be a trend these days. Yeah, seems like a weirdly common trend as of the last few years. I, Although, is this by the same creator as Dusk Maiden? Yeah. So how much, like, ghost fucking is there going to be in there? Uh, I guess we'll find out. In this case, they're like these magical beasts that were created for some war and now that the war's over they have to like acclimate to society Gee, that sounds familiar which oh, sounds dear. awfully familiar to a certain series uh <laughs> series. For, the record, for the record i don't know if we ever said it on the podcast but fairy gone was bad and we stopped watching it so yeah, yeah, so we are yeah we found the answer it is very bad yeah yeah to fairy gone it seems like to the Abandoned Sacred Beast is almost like word for word the same premise. Uh, that said, we don't want to call it a copy of Fairy Gone because I think technically the manga of this uh, yeah. came before Fairy Gone. So technically, uh, this is the more original of the two. But, uh, it sure looks uh, pretty similar, though, even just watching yeah, the trailer. Yeah, I mean, thing. MAPPA does... Uh, well, after Dororo, I'm not so sure anymore. But Mappa does decent work for the most part, and like uh, correction, Mappa has other studios do good work and then put their name on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did hear about that. But um, you know, uh, I I've always liked the premise. You know, I've always liked the the core conceit of these anime. You know, like I I love I love post war stories. I I love stories that kind of. Uh, do that kind of Valkyria Chronicles style like world building. You know, I've I've always enjoyed those premises. So far, it has usually not really worked out in my favor, but uh, you know, I'll I'll be willing to at least give this one a few episodes to see if it can like, you know, do anything to dramatically change my mind. Yeah, yeah, we'll check it out. But I have a feeling it's just gonna be like Fairy Gone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, moving along, we have. Astra Lost in Space, which is, I, I think it's actually kind of an interesting concept, but watching the trailer, it just kind of, eh, I don't know. It's it's about, Did you see yeah. the trailer? Was it the trailer that just looks like the movie Gravity? Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it's about it's about a group of high school kids who are in, go to space camp and end up, like, lost in space somewhere, and they find, like, an abandoned ship and have to, like, survive and get back. Yeah, okay. so like the premise, I was like, "Yo, yeah, that sounds all right." I'm kind of into yeah. that. Like, that's and the, oh, never, it's the director. Every time, of oh, every, every time I see promo art for that show, I always think Mizukami. Is that you? Uh, uh, that is a very Mizukami ass premise, isn't it? Oh man, <laughs> somebody, somebody get that man I on the phone. Made me sad, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the thing. I, as someone who has never seen anything but one piece of promo art, has not watched any of the PVs, like it's a shame because I think premise wise, I'm like, I, I'd be into this. This sounds like some. I mean, this sounds like you know one of the like a billion like you know survival video games that have come out in the last like five years <laughs> that are this premise you know is this just like no man's sky the anime you know like i i you know I, I guess we say this a lot about anime if done well i feel like this would be a really neat a uh, really neat concept so and it's written by the uh the guy who did school live yes I have so never school live that, if so. anybody forgot is the uh it's the, it's the one, one that looked like a, that they tried to sell as a cute girl show. Oh, and it turned out to be a dark zombie that undercurrent. 
So yeah. there may be uh, How did that, end up? that was actually pretty good, if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, it all our, right. It was our number ten anime. It, it was all right. Uh, oh wow! Was it? Okay. Like, I, I, <laughs> I totally. I, it wasn't like a masterpiece or anything, but it, it, it did what it was attempting to do fairly well. Uh, I mean, what are the twists with this one then? Actually, it's like. Are they gonna? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Are they gonna get into like the like nitty gritty of like rationing out food and like? Yeah. You know. No, no. I, I was more angling in. Is the twist gonna be? Like, actually, this is all the delusions of, like, one of the survivors who got, like, spaced out of, like, a fucking, like, you know, ship explosion. And this is, like, the delusions of their, like, last five minutes of oxygen running out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I would hope he wouldn't pull the same twist again, but I guess we'll... But, uh... Paul Brent's Xenomorph shows up. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> all right, well, you know what? I'll say one last thing about that show and name drop. This It kind of reminded me of... Nobody's going to remember Classroom Crisis, which I watched for some... You're right, I don't. Which I watched for some inexplicable... And wrote about every week for some inexplicable reason. Um, That sounds like Which was like this show about this group of high school kids who were trying to build a spaceship. um, And the kind of look and feel of it felt very similar to me. So if anybody out there actually remembers that show, which was not... It was pretty average. I was not good nor bad, but if anybody actually remembers that, that's what I'm the vibe I'm getting from this. Anyway, um, that aside, let's oh talk boy. about Into this uh, section next. Uh, oh, well, we're doing a two for one here. We've got Doctor Stone and uh, Fire Force. Um, some someone on some committee somewhere has been really pushing Fire Force. Yeah, I feel like there have been trailers for this thing for the past like year. It's kind of like, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, I mean it's it's about a guy who did Soul Leader. Yeah, but like yeah, Soul Leader is pretty so hard. They're pushing on this very hard, like like, and I wonder how much of this is the kind of like in the vacuum left behind by like Bleach and Naruto. This is just another case of like. People, you know, is this another like Toriko situation where people are trying to push this very hard as like the next big shonen, you know, like this is going to sit up there with My Hero Academia, you know, that kind of thing. Like, because here's the thing prior to this anime, like Fire Force had been the manga had been running for a while already and nobody talked about it. Nobody talks about Fire Force. Like it is like. I read a couple chapters, like the and so like I'm not gonna act like I know really like if that thing picks up or not. But the general vibe of Fire Force is like, it is like, it is exactly what you expect as like the bog standard sophomoric effort from like an established shonen author who like, you know, made it big with like their first like kind of you know striking you know marquee project and like this is the thing that they make next that just like inevitably cannot really live up to yeah. As someone who has read quite a bit of the manga, um, I can say that it does significantly pick up after the opening chapters, which are indeed very generic. But once the cast cast opens up and the lore gets a bit more complicated, it becomes rather, rather very interesting. And it gets a lot of merit out of just that unique art style. I guess that is true. I have seen some pages from that manga that are pretty striking in the way that uh, Soul Eater was. I, I, I should guess point I out, this is not actually about firefighters. This is about 
literal like fire monster things that they're fighting, but they kind of I get yeah. they're dressed as firefighters. They, they, they also do generic fire firefighting. Okay, so, so they do both. Oh, so it's yeah. fucking Promare, or to be right. I guess to be more accurate, Promare was copying yeah. firefighters. <laughs> the, in, the interesting thing. Um, behind this, I think, is that the author kind of handicapped himself in that all superpowers are the same. Everyone has the same superpower. Everyone controls fire, but everyone does it in a different, unique way. And it gets absolutely bonkers. With, like... Sure. Uh, you get some, like, real, like, the fucking... insane, like, things physics bullshit they pull off with like yes you could totally do this if you could control that's, fire that's like, technically fire yeah uh, yeah is this is this the new lightning bending lightning yeah. is technically fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah well all right so what about dr stone yeah that's so dr stone, stone is sorry you go go you go ahead, un- unlike fire force dr stone is an um, actual shonen jump i think fire force is like Monthly Shonen, Shonen magazine, yeah, right, the, right. the big competitor. But Doctor Stone is actual like a fire, as uh, actual Shonen Jump, and it um it, it's mostly known for being drawn by Boichi, right, right. Bo- yeah. yeah, yeah, who yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a Korean artist who can draw women. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, yes, I was gonna say he's a pr- I, look. I think he's a pretty good artist. Period. I think that he does good work. But yes, I would I would be lying if his. Uh, <laughs> I did a random manga by Boichi once. Yeah. <laughs> what What is Doctor Stone actually about? I have I have not done any thing on that one. Does anybody know? Uh, I think it's about. <laughs> No, it's, it's about an event that causes people to um, turn to stone. So our main character is one of the few survivors and his girlfriend turns to stone. So he looks for a way to de-stonify her. But if I'm correct, and this is not really a spoiler, but then the main character just sort of fucks off and the weird mad professor sidekick becomes the real main character. Huh. Okay. Isn't, it, isn't this about, like, doesn't it become this weird, like, how, how do we rebuild society thousands of years later or something? Like, I, all, I know is, all I know is that it is considered to be unique. It's often named along with the Promised Neverland as, right. like, the, really? the kind think, of I mean, out there shonen jump guess, manga. Like, okay, uh, sure. Right. I, I, guess, I, I guess I was being a little unfair to it then because, like, again, because of the art by Boichi, who... I primarily associate with the like fucking top tier, well, top tier until a certain chapter, uh, fighting manga, Sun Ken Rock, which uh, is like a. Only like fucking five people are ever going to know what I'm talking about here, but it's kind of like a Holy Land tier, like fighting manga. Okay. It's it's really fucking, you know, it is some badass, like, you know, kind of Seinen adjacent fighting shit that, like, kind of. Uh, look, I, I, at a certain chapter, I'm not going to get into the rant here. A certain chapter, or a certain arc happens, and the thing completely fucking implodes on itself. But up until that point, it was a very solid um, piece of it's, work. It's, a, like, good, it's like, a Yakuza artwork. thing, right? It's a Yakuza-themed uh, uh, yeah, manga, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it's, you know, underground fight rings and all that shit, you know? Like, it, it is yeah, very yeah. much kind of, like, in, in that vein. Um, I mean, I mostly uh, know that manga from like that. It seems to be 
partially based on his own experience as a Korean in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I will I will save most of my energy talking about any fighting manga for later in this podcast. But uh, <laughs> Rock, up until a certain arc, pretty good. Okay, so, then. Well, how did that relate to Dr. Stone? I'm sorry. Okay, same, same artist. artist. I lost, same artist, my bad. I lost same track artist. on that one. Okay. <laughs> lost the thread. So yeah, All right. the thing is, well, these are two your... high-profile shonen animations that have a lot of money thrown at them. Um, yeah. Fire Force, as you say, has been being promoted for like a year now. It has a very... What studio you, is doing it? Uh, it's David, the, the guys who did JoJo. Uh, but hmm. uh, like, it's, 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 there's been a lot of talk, I think, in the like weird animation section of the anime fandom about how this show has like a noticeably unique production schedule in that they're way ahead of schedule. As opposed hmm, as uh, as, to uh, promote so much, yeah, as contrasted to other anime. And I mean, one, and I can say or summarize that very succinctly this is a show all about fire, people fighting fire monsters with fire powers, and the fire is all hand drawn. Wow, that okay. actually is uh, fairly impressive. So, yeah, uh, that should tell you something about the production values of this show. I, I think, yeah, I, I guess for me, I, I think. I, I guess the thing I was very curious about, and it's good to hear that visually it's coming together, is because I think for better or worse, like I think the real reason people talk about Soul Eater, like the anime, is because it is like maybe one of uh, Studio Bone's best uh, adaptations mm-hmm. up until the final episode. But until then, like it is, it boasted maybe some of the most like individually talented people that like have ever worked at Bones. I mean, uh, this is a show Bones. from the like the golden age of Bones, you know, when they did yeah, yeah, Brotherhood like, and I mean, Oran High and stuff like that. Yeah, like you know, like 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 some of the biggest names that are working on stuff like you know My Hero Academia, for example, like cut their teeth on Soul Eater, and uh, it was just a really visually stunning anime, and uh, you know, kind of also of that era where like you know Bones also earned its reputation of not being able to write an ending to save its life. Which uh, tragically happened to Soul Eater, though. In all fairness, the Soul Eater manga, I personally also did not think ended that great. Did not end that great, so <laughs> kind of split the difference on that one. But uh, it is cool to hear that this one is visually coming together because I feel like one of Soul Eater's strengths was its uh, the way the anime handled its visuals. So to hear that they are kind of doing something uh, something similar with this one, that is. Uh, Encouraging to hear, and I think I'll probably have to, I'll probably have to try and stick with it longer than I did the manga, which just really did not. I mean, I, I read it when I was at a time when I was pretty busy, but I was just like, yo, I don't got fucking time for another shonen manga like this. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just hope, for, I just hope for their sake that they try to rush through these first arcs. Yeah, yeah. Up until the the show actually finds like a voice for itself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Well, that'll conclude our Shonen update for this uh, episode. Um, let's move along to a show called uh, Grand Belm, which is... Yeah, I'm a, curious about this one. Is it a magical girl show with robots, or like a, mag- a robot show like with magical a- girls? Yes. <laughs> it's yes. an eternal debate. <laughs> they, they're pilot mechs. That's all I got. And they've got magic mechs. Uh, I, I did not know about this until literally yesterday. Uh, but, uh, uh, it's probably notable to us because the it's an anime original and the writer is Juki Hanada. 
who worked on many things, but mostly many, worked many things. <laughs> yeah, a real hit and miss, honestly. But <laughs> they worked on um, to the place further than the universe last year, which was our number one. Um, the South Pole show. Yes. So that it, and. But, and so, I mean, I really like that show, but also, yep. like, they've done enough stuff that it could be bad. <laughs> so well, You're basically I mean, saying that this person who has written so much, they have happened to write good things, but I mean, not in yeah, terms of their actual batting average. No, but, I mean, they've written, Juki has written A Place, for, Place Further Than the Universe, Bloom Into You, K-On, Sound Euphonium, all great manga, all yeah, great uh, shows, but... Not yes. mecha shows, <laughs> not mecha shows, not magical girl shows, not even something remotely like action, adventure, fantasy, sci-fi related. So that's I mean, going to be the challenge here. They've, 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 they did some stuff in like they did robotics notes. They did Steins Gate. Well, robotics notes is probably as much to blame on its original source material right. as adaptation. Yeah. All right, it's Steins Gate. All right, sure. I I think, I mean, you know, there's always something to be said about a writer or a director who is like new to the genre because they can often introduce like novel concepts. Of course, the 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 double edged sword of that is that their lack of familiarity with like, you know, genre convention. Like, right, with, with with the genre conventions can sometimes lead to like them making the same mistakes that people already like solved narratively like decades ago but uh you know they're in the writing position which i guess you know depending on who the director is like you know there there could still be something you know there could still be like interesting writing you know combined with like solid you know visual and you know narrative from from what i'm seeing like because obviously uh chuki and has done a lot of anime over the years um when given the opportunity to do original works or take things in original directions, like if you look at the the Kyoto animation adaptations, like all those shows, like most of them are better than the original material because of the original content. Um, you know, that that's encouraging. Um, the trailer looks okay. I think it's probably going to be leaning more toward the cute girl stuff than the mecha anime stuff. Um, well, I'm at least curious about it, which is more than I can say for most of the things on this list. I do. I do. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't want to drop, but you know, do they really oh, go ahead? Now. So, do they really pilot the robots? Because from the trailer, it looks like they're puppeteering the robots, which it's is just cool. a, it's, it's another way of another yeah. way of piloting. Like, so, I guess. It's a cool visual thing, though, yeah. Domo pilots, Domo pilots the Shining Gundam just the same as Amaro pilots the RX-78-2. The, the, the interface may be great. We're going off on a Gundam tangent. One final note. I, I'm looking at... This was done by Studio Nexus, whose only previous full-length series have been uh, Sisters All You Need, which is the second time we've mentioned that on the podcast. <laughs> oh, good. Um, which I will say is notorious for the absolutely god-awful production values. <laughs> Great. And um, you guys remember Oni Eye? Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, you said A Sisters All You Need, which is a different anime from... If only my little sister was here. Is it? Wait, <laughs> I is thought it? that's the one you were referring to. No, no wait. 
No, wait. Which is the one? We're both referring to the one by the guy who did uh, Haganai, right? Yes, but uh, sister yeah. or, or uh... no? Wait, because there's another like stupid oh little sister God. one that is like famous for being did a I, production. Did I get the right? title mixed up? I did the hate watch. I mean. I thought yeah, it was no, uh, no. You're correct. You're correct. It's called Christ. a sister's all you need. Yeah that's, yeah, that's the one we're referring to. Yes. And then what's the because there's another one that's also like <laughs> famous a product famously a production disaster. Oh, there's a lot of isn't those. There, yeah, no, there was. Isn't there, there one of these more... little sister shows that's famous for actually being animated really well? Oreo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Well, maybe. Aramanga Sensei was also animated very well. Um, right, maybe that's the one. And I, I would argue that uh, Oni Eye, if as I was getting to, also looked pretty good from production. This is the was. worst tangent we've ever done. But uh, if anybody forgot, uh, Oni Eye was the uh, you know, it doesn't why matter. not Emoto? If, yes, if it doesn't matter, it's my brother as long as there's love or whatever is the full title. And then uh, that was the one with the, <sighs> with the infamous blowjob op. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Now, now G remembers. <laughs> No, I don't. Oh, okay. Just, uh, those words. Yes, with the uh, and, and, and the only. I was not aware that there was an anime opening that could be described as the blowjob opening. And uh, you know, the only redeeming quality was the girl with the eye patch. But um, anyway, we really need to move on from that one. Yes, uh, we've gone too far. <sighs> let's talk about. All right, <laughs> let's talk about Dogakobo. Um, <sighs> fucking my turn. So the. the... <laughs> The th- I guess the title they've settled on so far is How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, which we've been constantly saying is a bad translation. It's like, bad translation. Lift Bro or whatever. But yes, I mean, even the original Japanese title is roughly adjacent with Japan's own equivalent to that meme tick phrase of like, yes. of do you even lift? But, but this is about... Uh, it's it's your cute anime girls club show, except this time they're working out and they're all kind of ripped. Um, well, some of them are. Except they're not ripped. That. Yeah, or they're trying. Okay. They're trying <laughs> to get ripped. Who, okay, who, as somebody who's read the manga for reasons, I will say that some <laughs> of them are more fit than others. But yes, they, none of them are particularly what you would call ripped. They're they're um, they're, they're trying though. They're, yeah, but they are trying. Yes. Um, so. Uh, most most people have just kind of taken to calling it uh, Donberu because like ain't nobody gonna fucking write out how heavy are the dumbbells you can lift uh, every single time. Um, the reason why this is even remotely notable at all is because <laughs> yes, is because it is a manga written by uh, Sandrovic Yabako, who uh, is also uh, the writer of the. Uh, of the fighting manga Kengen Azura and its sequel Kengan Omega, uh, which I will also point out. We didn't... <laughs> oh God, I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize there was a sequel. Just called, oh, yeah, no, I've been re- just called fucking Kengan Omega. Oh, it's really good. I've been reading it right now. It's it's actually a really solid sequel that like does all the kind of like smart things a sequel should. Uh... But um. Anyways, but but anyways, the difference is uh, he he uses different uh, artists for uh, each uh, for for Don Beru as opposed to uh, Kengan uh, Azura slash Omega. Yes, they're very different looking. Uh, (laughs) Yes, which I'll also point out that uh, Kengan Azura is technically also airing this season. We did not put it in the notes, but it is a Netflix uh, quote unquote original. Uh, Um, uh, Unfortunately, uh, Kengan Azura is an all CG production, which uh, has not looked good. It has been. 
argue that perhaps it is a necessity because that manga is like Fight City 24-7 and animating that by hand would require perhaps a larger budget than they are willing to allocate to it. But uh, anyways, the main reason I'm talking about that is because uh, Don Beru is, uh, takes place in the same universe as Kange Azura. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> they share the they, they they are part of the wider Kengan universe that are part of Sandra Vic Yabako's like wider like oh, greater oh, narrative like uh, universe that he's created. Uh, of the primary cast, uh, one is the younger sister of a minor Kengan Azuri character. One is friends with another, and the third is implied to be the daughter of yet another major Kengan Azuri character, oh. but has yet to be confirmed one way or another. So Kengan Azuri on Netflix. That's yeah, that's, I, I just said that. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a Netflix original. And look, I'm not really gonna like fucking go, go to bat here for Don Barrow. It is exactly what you think it is. You know, it is. Uh, you know, I, it's it's a bunch of girls who decided to start lifting weights to get into shape, which, in all fairness, I will say I highly support because I think that actually, uh, as somebody who weight lifts, I think weightlifting is actually one of the uh, the best ways to like get into shape in terms of your bang for your buck um, uh, investment. But, it's just uh, that they have to frame it as the like, oh, the girl's trying to get her to join the weightlifting club because she has a muscle fetish or whatever, like. Well, yeah, so that is the thing, yes. Like, one of the characters mainly drags the others into it because she has an uncontainable fetish for 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 ripped dudes, so... Yeah, so, like, I... Like, they could have just made it where everybody goes and works out or whatever, but they have to add that layer yeah, of... Yeah, it's... I don't... Look, I'm not probably actually going to watch Don Beru. Like, I've read some of it just because, like, I was like, oh... Oh shit, it's that character from Kengen Azura is just in the background of this shot or something, Wild. you know. But, but uh, uh we also but, of course uh, have to do our seasonal why Dogakobo why. Although I guess at least this time yes. they're not explicitly featuring pedophiles yet from what I can tell. <sighs> uh, as far as I know, I don't think Kengen Az I mean, I don't think Don Beru uh has any pedophiles. I I say that with seventy percent confidence. I, in, this, in this case, we go just go back to the audience being the pedophiles. Um, sure, sure, but uh, I so will. We at least know it'll look nice and be well animated. Yes. I'm um, just saying, why couldn't Dogakobo have animated Ken Genazura? Just switch those two productions around. <laughs> make this the CG one, the all CG. Uh... Yes, yes, because I mean, I'm not gonna like go to. I mean. I'm probably never going to get another opportunity to talk about Kengen Azura in depth again, so I will just say that I really like that manga. It's very... It's not quite Holy Land tier of, like, grounded fighting, but, like, it kind of operates in big, dumb, you know, meaty seinen spectacle, you know, the kind of shit where, like, dudes are getting punched and, like, buckets of blood are flying out of their mouth, you know, like, it's... It is one of those, but it is a very well done one of those. Like all of the cast is uh, very likable and memorable. You know the the basic premise is like actually in Japan, the majority of business deals are settled with one on one underground death matches. I mean that that is pretty good. Like but... like the idea is like if a business wants to buy another business, or like if a business wants like wants to like win the bid on a piece of real estate, uh, they must field their Kengen fighter against uh, an, another corporation's Kengan representative. 
you know, oh, Ken like Gang actual, battles. I thought the actual CEOs were going to have to fight, but no, no. Well, oh, well, okay. Well, I'm sure that happens at some point. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, a couple of a couple of the CEOs are like, "Well, I guess it's time for me to take to the ring." Yeah. But <laughs> it's just it's it's a lot of fun, you know, because like it's not like super realistic like you know you have like your dudes who practice like you know karate and you know kung fu and stuff but then you also have like a sumo wrestler and like a a, 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 like like a mountain man like caveman from the himalayas and like uh you know like an african mercenary and a pro wrestler and a former hockey player like (laughs) Uh, right. Because do you all know hockey is the most violent sport, and yes. as, as 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 a result, it is uniquely suited for the the violent matches of the Kenyan battle. <laughs> all it, right, it, it, you know, just look. I don't have a lot of faith in that anime. It's all CG, and the CG doesn't look very good. But uh, if anyone is in the mood for just a really fun, you know, meaty fight manga, uh, I highly recommend checking out uh, Kengen Azura and its sequel, uh, Kengen Omega. That was a. That went in a direction for sure. Um, <laughs> we, we were talking about cute girls with dumbbells, uh, so that's a, that's the uh, the logical spinoff from all that, I'm sure. But anyway, <laughs> let's uh, yeah, let's move along to the next one, uh, which is we I briefly mentioned earlier. Oh, maidens in your savage season. I don't know anything about this. I had to look this up. I had to remember that this was the manga I was thinking about. Yeah, Aqua, um, why don't you give the I, bitch on this one? All right. Yes, yeah, so probably this is very, uh, this is. This is the adaptation of the manga debut by Mario Kata, famous uh, screenwriter oh, yes. of several original anime such as Iron Blooded right. Orphans and Anohana <laughs> and uh, other stuff. But who that, has that been... one movie that was a big deal. Yeah, Makia. I was yes. just about to say, who has a bit of a reputation for writing melodramatic uh, stuff, yes. but who has been like... Amassing a lot of goodwill with her latest projects, I think, including Makia, and uh, and this sure. and this. Oh, Maidens in Your Savage Season, uh, which is I'm... a manga she started in 2016. Yeah. Gee, I-, I read a couple volumes of this, so I am yeah. very surprised that this is getting an anime. I guess because yeah. So, oh, Maidens I in mean, Your Savage, you you know it better than I do, but just the subject matter and like the focus yeah. on its highly specific subject yeah. matter, I find is uh, yeah kind of a bold choice and something that I think I'm very curious to see how people respond to in in anime form. Indeed. So, oh, Maidens in Your Savage, oh, Maidens in Your Savage season is uh, about five girls who are a member of the literature club, which is a okay. club where they just read books together. Uh-huh. Um, and then one day they decide to read a literary classic, uh, except the only problem is that the book is rather explicit in nature. And these girls are all super sheltered, so they don't know how to deal with it. And they decide to try and learn more about sex and sexuality. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, I feel so like if this is basically... If, if this had been anyone else behind this, I would have instantly yeah. checked it out right now. Yeah. Yes, it's this the most is... fucking Mario Kata ass fucking just premise in the goddamn world. But the weird, the weird, that's the thing. Like this is the kind of premise that would make you run for the hills, but because it's Mario Kata doing it, it's surprisingly genuine and legitimately funny. So y- yes, yes. <laughs> so so, the, so they the just like is... very. It, it basically how they're talking about sex. It basically no. Well, it basically becomes a love lab 
but like okay. slightly more explicit. So I'd say it's a little bit more like so, self serious than Love Lab. Yeah, so that's gonna be awesome. then. <laughs> yeah, because like <laughs> no, but they have like the thing is like it 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 shows a very honest and not exploitative way of how a teenage girl would deal with that kind of stuff with like the the, yeah. the really the stuff that really makes them uncomfortable the stuff that's just funny and then um it 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 wisely or it nicely shows various aspects so you have like the very the like vanilla main girl who's just like oh my god what's this sex but i i have this friend who is a boy is he sexually active <laughs> is he not <laughs> And then, like, Spence... <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of spent on her agonizing over yeah. if the dude jacks off or not, <laughs> which <laughs> I got bad news for you, girl. Uh... And then there's, like, a girl who's, like, incredibly repressed and who has to let it go. And there's, like, one girl who seems like she knows it all and, like, and everyone, like, worships her and considers her to be the rival because she's so experienced and she has, like, her own baggage. Um, and then the thing is, like, this... The interesting thing is that this manga does not go out of its... Uh, goes out of it, like, does not hesitate to show... Not show, I mean, to, to tackle issues that teenagers deal with in regards of sexuality. Like, indeed, no, what if my best friend who is a dude jacks off like how do i deal with that and it does it in a very honest and like kind of heartwarming way but i think the main problem with it is that sometimes it does this about things that are like genuinely something that you can't laugh about and mm. like the main thing i'm talking about is that there one of the five girls is an aspiring author so she she wants to write a book, and <laughs> okay. she has convinced herself that her book's book needs sex in it because she wants a mature, cool book. And her editor uh, is like, her editor is like, you don't have to do this. You're a teenage girl. People are gonna find it really creepy that a teenage girl writes this. So just write something normal. And she's like, no, no, no. My book has to be all the literary masterpieces contain sex. So my book has to contain sex as well. So how does she do that? How does she? go about that she tries to do research by doing erotic role-playing on the internet <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is which is funny that's but a minefield spoiler alert uh spoiler alert it turns out that the guy she's chatting with is her teacher yeah and, and let's just say that the teacher does not immediately go uh we shouldn't do this it's oh the not... teacher finds out yeah 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 oh that's so uh it's not like ex I think... explicitly a teacher student teacher thing they can still like tell they can still back off of this they can still say yo this is wrong this is fucked up but they go about it in such a way that it is like it is considered to be equal or like it's considered to be similar to like the story with the girl who has the guy friend who was like, does she masturbate or not? Like it's considered to be like, these are both haha awkward things that teenage girls go through. While one thing is like a really normal thing. And the other one is borderline pedophilia. So that's a I, bit weird. Yeah. I guess the, the thing I would say about Oh Maidens is like, I think I read a few volumes. I fell off it, not because I like disliked it or was like actively turned off. I think I just, you know, had other other things to do. But uh, 
I will say that the thing I can, I, I will say is worth, you know, as Aqua said, I think is worth praising about it, is definitely that, you know, if nothing else, I think Mario Kata is swinging for the fences as honestly as she can with this work. I, I do agree. I don't think it all quite lands. Uh, some of it is, I mean, some of it is, is some of it is the awkward stuff feels earnest and genuine, yeah. and then some of the awkward stuff feels like. You're just ginning up, like, you know, needless melodrama. Yeah, that, some of I it mean, is still, like, I mean, Mario Kart drama, you know? Yeah, some of it is just like, oh, like, these characters would not actually do that. Like, yes, they're awkward teenagers, but they wouldn't, like, make these kinds of, like, ridiculous... Ha- have these kind of ridiculous misunderstandings or whatever, you know? But uh, I guess I'm very curious how, how this will end up as an anime. Because, you know, I mean, you know, I think we always say, it's like, manga yeah. in general has always gotten away with being a little bit more explicit about its sub... Or not subtext, its subject matter. Whereas, like, I feel I'm like indeed. this manga is very in your face about, yo, we're talking about sex. Like, I, this is about sexuality think, and sex. And, like, I think it's very, I mean, it's not just it's romance very, or love. Uh, like, it's. Sorry, I think it's a very interesting show that could, like, it's definitely going to be like a, a kind of diamond in the rough kind of thing. Like, a. a and it's, it's, it's hoping that the positives outweigh the negatives. But I think there's some. Like there's some definitely some some great stuff sure, in there that yeah. I recommend everyone just checks out. Like the first yeah. the I first will, few chapters yes. of the manga are are pretty great. Also, but that also depends a lot on like translation, I guess. But like the first few chapters of the manga are like one of the few times a manga has legitimately made me laugh. Are you so, talking about? I'm not sure if it was in the first couple of chapters, but are you talking about them writing on the whiteboard? Their yes, attempts at like yes. coming up with like euphemisms. <laughs> other, other euphemisms for sex because they can't bring themselves to say the word sex. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Did, oh, um, shit. It's, yeah, it's very good. I don't think any of you watched uh, Please Tell Me Galco Chan, if you remember that show. Mm, no, I did not. That was. Uh, that's kind of. I don't think that's a direct comparison, but that's another show that was very honest about like uh, sex and like women's bodies and stuff like that, which a lot of people actually mm-hmm. ended up appreciating. What was that um, old show like Yamada's first time or something? Yeah, that well, that was like a that I was didn't actually watch it. it just, that was more like exp- that was more like explicitly like a dumb raunchy teenage comedy thing, but uh, it okay, kind of like a, it was kind of like in a nice like sort of wholesome type of way, I guess. Uh, but uh, the yeah, I, I, I'm I'm interested in seeing this one, and I get, would just conclude by saying that if I did want more R-rated Love Lab, I'd prefer more uh, Asobi Asobase. But <laughs> um, <laughs> moving along, uh, all right, all right. right. Oh man, Grand return, the glorious oh, return. Boy. I wrote your your turn on this one. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Next season, we're getting an anime from Studio Troika titled The Case Files of Lord El Meloy II, Rail Zeppelin Grace Note. Aw, yeah. Some fucking... (laughs) Word salad bullshit. Uh, This is in the the Fates Day Night universe. Uh, Hell um, yes. It's uh, a spinoff. Um, Most ab- importantly, about Lord Amelloy the Second, better known as. <laughs> uh, if any of you have watched Fate Zero, uh, you may recall a character named Waver Velvet. Ah, shit! Who, uh, who uh, went on to do things in the the backstory of the universe after the events of Fate Zero, and uh, eventually became to be known as Lord Amelloy the Second. And so they made a spinoff about him, 
doing stuff, I guess. Fantastic. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, it's Waver. Uh, <laughs> we love him. So, is this a is this a is this a serious uh, show or is it a comedy or what is this going so, on? It's uh, extremely self serious. Oh, it's it's actually serious. Yeah. Oh, um, this this is basically like a detective kind of show, but in the right. fake first, right? Yeah. Look, right. look, Waver, Waver's solving crimes. What a great uh, idea for uh, I mean, like... You I mean, know, I think whatever. everyone kind of forgets that because Iskandar is so cool, everyone kind of forgets that Waver's sort of a whiny asshole. I mean, but he's supposed to be, like, yeah. contrast with, with Ryder. <laughs> Waver, Waver is cool. I like Waver. I know. But, uh, Waver's the best. There's nothing wrong with Waver. <laughs> surely, surely this spinoff will uh, be highlights of this season because there's no fucking way I get ahead they ourselves. would boy Waver, would they? I don't know. So, like... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, so this is like a series of light novels, and this, uh, my understanding is this is adapting the fourth and fifth volumes of those light novels, that's because because Wait, that's the one that has this minor character from Fake Grand Order in it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, probably I, I it's like... Another interesting thing is that these uh, light novels were written by the guy from Rental Magica, who uh, is completely irrelevant, but he's also the fourth guy in Chaos Dragon. Remember right. that? Oh. Yeah, he is like Tymuna Jace. Um, yeah. Sure. So like... he is that, that other guy from yeah. Urobuchi, Narita, Nasu, and that other guy. He's that guy. <laughs> Chaos Dragon wasn't good. Um, Which character did he play? The fucking Miko Kid, I think? So not the cool robot. No, that guy. was the Bakano guy. That was Ryogo Narita. Uh, oh, cool. Anyway, <laughs> don't expect much fate, fateness from this. Like it's mo- seems to mostly concern itself with like the the mage stuff, which was always poorly, poorly thought out. Um, no, no servants or anything. It's right, right. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's waivers solving magic crimes. I don't know, like. They did put out an episode zero thing a few months back. Um, to cut, oh, did they? they did, and it was like totally stupid. Um, but uh, also, but also like for for someone like me, I was mildly entertained. Uh, okay. Waver, wa- like ten year ten years older waiver, just kind of being a surly sh- piece of shit. Um, that sounds great. He's just like a dick. I mean, yeah, it did have perfect. that dumbass that's chase perfect. scene with the guy surfing on the road or ice skating. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, I mean, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> but yeah, like, the fate train never stops, baby. Yeah. Look, man, I, 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 I've mostly been facetious this whole time, but in all seriousness, this is the fate spinoff that has had me more interested than any other fate spinoff since Heavy sure. uh, Kitchen. Right. I mean, I saw. I didn't even talk about how. So yeah, yeah this is a waiver. This is a waiver spinoff. This is a, yeah. This is a waiver spinoff, and the the, uh, the eponymous Rail Zeppelin Grace Note novels. My understanding are about a like underground train auction for Mystic Eyes. If that means anything to anybody. Oh, All right. Whatever. Sure. Let's do it. Don't get tropes up. Yeah, you're we'll surprisingly thought, excited thought, about this. <laughs> I thought Shikitono was going to show up. Oh no, no fucking way! 
But his mystic eyes, man. Still what? They don't talk about... Nobody cares about Tsukihime anymore. Tsukihime is confirmed. It's coming back. Tsukihime is back, baby. Uh, All right. Is it, is it, I can't is wait safe. for the Tsukihime remake. <laughs> don't do me dirty like this. Is it safe for me to come back Short now? Short skirt fanatics. Deep, turned, team long skirt. Hashtag long skirt. <laughs> I've, turned, uh, I've turned my mic back on and unmuted everyone. Are we, is it safe? Oh, oh um, come on. No. All right. <laughs> in her magic sword. So, I don't know, like, it's hilarious to me that Troika is back in the Fate Train after uh, what's-his-name left Evo Table to found Troika. Yeah, I was gonna um, ask you about that, right? Because it's but, the same, uh... I, I think it's the same director, but it, it's you know, Troika. Um, you never truly escape your fate. Indeed, a, a man cannot escape his fate, as Luz Mustango <laughs> would say. Indeed. And um, there, there's the reference. Um, yeah. So what's next? All right. Oh, okay. So we had uh, Aqua. You had your turn. Iro got his turn. Now G, it's your turn. You already oh, won right. this fucking Kengan Omega. Well, that was, that was, oh please, that was a tiny version of the full version. <laughs> that, that, that was that was a little unexpected. That was an impromptu. This this one is planned. Uh, yes. So, all right. All right. G, why don't you tell us about Vinland Saga? All right. Vinland Saga is uh, without a doubt. It is the anime adaptation. I am most looking forward to, but in a post-Golden Kamui world, it is also the one I am the most anxious about. Um, Vinland Saga is a, is a historical fiction manga kind of loosely based on the Icelandic sagas of the time period, you know, Vikings, medieval era, that sort of stuff. Um, most notably, uh, it is written by Makoto Yukimura, who was also the author of the legendary science fiction series uh, Planets. Uh, okay. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah. kind of a pretty high profile. Like, like Vinland Saga and Planets are kind of like the two things this dude is really known for, and both are, you know, pretty critically praised. Um, kind of amazing dude was able to fucking... Ve- I mean, it actually makes a lot of sense in retrospect that he was able to do such, like, good, grounded sci-fi, and then also do, like, a very, like... The events perhaps are not accurate, but the, like, presentation and aesthetics of Vinland Saga are very well-researched. Like armor and the weapons and like the architecture is all like you know not like one one perfect but like very very well researched like and you can tell that even when he does make like you know he makes some changes here and there he takes liberties he does that with like you know from a place of knowledge um so is anyways it like, uh, is it like a mat is it like a magic fantasy thing or is it just like more like no 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 it's straight up like this is historical fiction okay like like mud and blood Vikings and shit. Right. Um, so uh, to just give it like a, a brief synopsis, uh, taking place, I think in like the 10th or 11th century, uh, it details the life of Thorfinn, the son of a Viking warrior. And the structure of Vinland saga is kind of a, I guess it kind of, it, it is truly a chronicle, a saga of sorts, you know, chronicling Thorfinn's uh, story from his, early life as the naive son of a Viking warrior to, uh, you know, kind of to a young man consumed by revenge and kind of inescapably caught in the violent and toxic cycle of Viking culture and machismo. And then kind of detailing his growth as an adult who kind of comes to reject the culture that has consumed most of his life and, you know, his attempts to strive to find a different path and, Kind of. Meanwhile, on his adventures, he kind of comes into contact with various notable figures of the time period, from you know, 
fighting duels with legendary Viking warriors to witnessing the rise and fall of, of Danish Kings. And, uh, I, I like Vinland Saga a lot. You know, I, I really, really do, you know, for, for those unaware, Vinland Saga is often considered like the third of the big three of Seinen manga, you know, sharing that place with uh, berserk and kingdom. And, the thing I would say is unique about Vinland Saga compared to the other two, though, is uh, kind of its kind of marvelous capacity for growth uh, as as it has run for so many years. Like, like the early parts of Vinland Saga are totally kind of in that vein of what you imagine when you compare something to Berserk and Kingdom of like dark, violent seinen, you know, gory, lots of blood and fights and all that stuff, but. As the times changed, have changed in our world, like, Vinland Saga has also kind of displayed a surprising uh, capability to evolve its storytelling and subject matter in, like, some truly, genuinely compelling ways. Like, it kind of speaks to the quality of the story that Vinland Saga has made me care as much for the fate of a bag of seeds as it did the outcome of a bloody duel. Like, it's, it's just a really, like... Like, for those who have read or watched Planets will understand, like, it, it is a show that is all about, like, you know, these interesting characters and, like, really fleshing out, like, their their intentions and their desires and their motivations and, like, kind of juxtaposing those against kind of the very, like, violent, chaotic time period these characters are, you know, these characters exist. I mean, that's encouraging that you mentioned it's, like, evolved over time. Because, like, I think of, like, how I feel like a lot of people look back on, like, Berserk right now. It feels kind of dated to the time. Not it aged has not well. aged well at the time. Um, so that's kind of an interesting. There is... Yes, I would definitely say Vinland Sock has done a much better job of kind of growing up with the yeah. kind of changes in, even in Seinen manga itself, you know? Like, I mean, Seinen has always been, you know, kind of the generically more violent genre of of manga but like even these days i think it has definitely grown in ways that uh people didn't quite expect back in the <laughs> back in the 90s i see it's uh um being done by wit so i look good for an episode or two yes. and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> so that is where the anxiety comes in with vinland saga is that vinland saga like here's the thing i talk about like my love for like the way vinland saga has grown my fear is that we're not actually going to get to those, like, we're not going to get to the parts where Vinland Saga, quote-unquote, grows up until maybe the very tail end of the right. two cores they have, uh, they have they have announced for Vinland Saga so far. Most of its first core, and I f- I'm willing to bet, depending on how it's paced, a large portion of its second core will be mostly focused on the, like, violent Viking adventure stuff, which I do like. I'm not going to act like I'm too good for that shit. Like there's some really good fights in the early parts of that manga. Right. But, um, very action heavy, which what studio is not necessarily unfamiliar with, but they are so inconsistent. As yeah. They, they can bring that, it. They can bring it, but just can they just keep it up is the, their problem. Right. Yes. And, and so, like, I start take. I, I already begin to take defensive measures here, where I say, like, well, there are like two or three very important fights that will probably happen in the first season, and as long as Wit Studio can like nail those fights, the rest of it can probably afford to be less 
visually impressive. You know, we have seen some PVs that have already shown pretty prominent use of CG, which is kind of just a, I suppose, kind of a, you know, a uh, the sad reality of modern anime production. You know, like, you know, that's just how it was always going to be. But I'll put it this way. I think the Vinland Saga anime is showing more promise than either the Kingdom anime or the Berserk anime have ever. Um, I mean, that's a pretty fucking low bar. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't know why seinen manga, like, anime adaptations have always been dogged by these kind of god-awful productions, but, you know, I think for better or worse, Vinland Saga is somehow the most promising of the three. And they didn't uh, go CG. Yeah, I, I I really hope it's good. I really hope it's good because uh, it's 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 a manga that I love a lot. You know, like I I think I have gone on record saying that I think Vikings are kind of fucking lame. I don't like really <laughs> yeah. respect Vikings as a historical culture. You. Like it's kind of a maybe <laughs> a, a a hot take amongst certain like corners of the uh, internet. I'll but I just I have never particularly cared for Vikings. But I think it is a testament to the strength of Vinland Saga. That uh, I think it is a testament to the strength of uh, of uh, uh, Makoto Yukimura as a writer. That he has made me care so deeply about a time period that I have generally otherwise kind of ignored in my historical studies. Yeah. All right. Okay. Then. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that one, um, and we'll wrap things up. One more to go. (laughs) All right. All right. Everyone just bear with me on this one. Okay. One more time. I'm not, I'm not making a a pitch for this show. I'm I just want to get the explanation out. So show is called uh, Copcraft, which is, um, I guess a buddy cop show with some actual cop guy and half dressed anime girl with sword. But it, uh-huh. it is set like in modern times right. or whatever, which sounds sounds, sounds I'm, good. I'm a, and it's yeah. it, this is this is one of the other series written by the Full Metal Panic guy. Who? Yes. yes. Go ahead, Iro. I was just gonna say a little. The other the other thing that might interest UG is that this is also the director of Bento. Really. Really? Oh man! Okay, I am on board. Yo, let's talk about motherfucking Bento for a little bit. Yo, Bento, really good. That fucking Taka Iwasaki soundtrack is the best. It's the uh, Japanator cult classic. Bento. All right, all right. I'm, I think I'm on board. Then I think. Uh, yeah. I think I'm totally on board. How how could this possibly go wrong? Right. I do feel like if anybody is qualified to explore the kind of challenges that that dumb premise would present the full metal panic guy uh would be one of the people that could possibly handle it uh in all seriousness i think uh i i I hope this one ends up being decent you know like i always do love me a good urban fantasy story i i love buddy cop media in general like give me a story about two people one is a cop and the other is cop adjacent and i will shout out shout out to double decker doug and kirill Exactly, exactly. Like double decker, base double decker. Come back, double decker. Please come back, double decker. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, I, I hope. I guess the yes, the thing I will say is I hope it's good. You know, like I hope this is like closer to like a a double decker or a you know a blood 
black blockade battlefront <laughs> than uh, than a fairy god or whatever. But um, yeah, it seems. I, I, I hope it's good. More fun than some of those other shows, but they're like fairy, something like fairy gone. But um, I, I should point out the actual original title of the novel series. Full title is Copcraft colon dragnet mirage reloaded, which is okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's <laughs> give me a word anime word salad. Uh, no, but that's a good anime word. Salad. It's actually, I, I was actually uh, surprised. Dude, dragnet mirage reloaded. Yo, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. I was actually surprised. This is, this is older because he's uh, his third series. Of course, is a Moggy brilliant park. This is actually older than yeah. Moggy brilliant park, but um, which uh, Moggy brilliant park is fine. It's not great, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, could be something. It's at least yeah. not worth throwing on the trash heap yet, which is about as good uh, as we can hope yeah, for on most I mean, of this list. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think, Copcraft. Unfortunately, like the thing I will say about it, which is maybe the thing I will say as my general closing statement about this season in general, is I think that this season has a lot of stuff that could be promising, whether in premise or because of pedigree. Like there are things that. I think are worth looking forward to. I think the issue with this season is that none of them is really quite a sure bet. Like there's a lot of ways they can go wrong. (laughs) There are a lot of ways every anime airing the seasons could go horribly, horribly wrong. You know, whether it is the subject matter itself or how the adaptation is handled. Like I think, I think maybe the, 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 the sad truth about this season is that we don't really have any sure bets. Like we have a lot of things that, conditionally like hey it could definitely prove themselves like i i i hope like you know two three podcasts from now we're talking about oh yeah no all these anime really pulled it together and like are a lot of fun to watch you know but i think um nothing this season that is really like a, like oh hell yes like this is it this is gonna be the one you know yeah right i should hope that with the amount of shows that could be good it, there'll at least be one or two that like just out of sheer volume at least one or two of this will be good are. right like yeah um i'll also just say overall just as a matter of i guess personal preference i have a feeling there's a higher chance you guys will find shows that You'll like more than I will. <laughs> Look, Joe, we can't always have an anime comedy every season where all of its inhabitants are awful to each other. Yeah, we haven't had one for like three seasons now. So. Yeah, that is true. We've kind of had a drought in the horrible people comedy uh, corner of yeah. what's, uh, what's uh, last uh... season. What? Kaguya-sama was last season. I mean, not this season, but the ago. season before that. That's right, last we're time. going into... Right, but we're going to another yeah, season. Yeah. What's Shoichi so, Fujita up to? <laughs> uh, is there any more Osamatsu-related stuff he's got to do? Probably. probably. Um, Who knows? Free, free, uh, free Yoichi's Fujita. Um, in, in every age and every time, there's probably an Osamatsu like OVA being put together somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, Ira, do you have any overall thoughts you want to share as we're uh, wrapping up here? I think, we, I think we covered it all. Like Aqua. Um, I'm just looking forward to how long we're going to manage to last into this season. Well, we might uh, end up... uh... If we survive this season, we could survive anything. Yeah, I I think this season does look more... Or this upcoming season, the summer one, looks more 
promising than the current one. Um, at least, uh, I mean, like I said, for me personally, a lot of these shows do not look interesting to me personally, but I could see them being, you know, still good and, you know, some. Look, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm just even saying this. From, I'm saying this mostly just from a quantity standpoint. Like, yes, I know y'all haven't showed up about Sarazanmai, but that is literally one goddamn show in a season. <laughs> like, we live in a season where somehow even Carol and Tuesday are letting us down. Like, it has been yeah. some grim fucking times for uh, anime. Yeah, so uh, this we may be back to anime news on the podcast next season as well, but we'll. Uh... <laughs> I I've actually been enjoying that, so we'll see how it goes. It's been fun. I, I do like it. I, I I would hate to throw it out entirely, but I just do hope we have more anime to talk about next season, if nothing yeah. else. Um, maybe we could like write about anime. Uh, what? No, no, that takes too much time. Sounds, Not like these two hours. Yeah, that sounds podcasts. ridiculous. Yeah. Aqua, do you no, have any final no thoughts you want to share get, uh, on this season? Um, I have no thoughts I'd have to share. I only want to share this uh, cool fan art of 2B from Near Automata. <laughs> oh, uh, who did it? Who drew it? I have no idea. People don't deserve to be credited for the things they do. <laughs> so oh, That seems kind of fucked up. You know, like, it's a good thing that you, Aqua, are just an internet nobody and not, like, the multi-billionaire, like, CEO <laughs> of a giant corporation. I sent the Calzone into space. I don't pay taxes. Well, now that, now that Aqua's made an Elon Musk joke, we've really completed this episode of the Glorio Chat. So uh, let's let's uh, wrap things up and do our housekeeping. So uh, check out all our content at theglorioblog.com. This housekeeping is getting really long here, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so check out all our content at thegloryoblog.com. Follow us on Twitter at thegloryoblog. Uh, you can follow all of our podcasts. So this one, the Glorio Chat. We have Legend of the Glorio Heroes with Iro and G talking about Legend of the Galactic Heroes. We have Eon Genesis Evan Glorio, where Iro and G joined me to talk about Eon Genesis Evangelion, including our double podcast uh, from thursday or whenever that was when or friday yesterday i have no idea what day it is um today's sunday isn't it i'm so totally off um it's sunday <laughs> and this podcast is not going out on sunday yes, so, so it's wednesday it's wednesday it's none wednesday. of that makes sense just listen to the evangelion podcast um and the uh latest one the glorious king of the kaiju with chris and collins talking about kaiju monsters movies hopefully they will get another episode of that out soon. I believe the plan is to do that monthly for now. So, uh, yeah, they're going to do Rodan. Yes, Rodan next. will be next, and I, I can't wait to see the continuing running power level uh, monster ratings for that. But uh, yes, yeah, so check all our, all that out on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, uh, also on YouTube. Please like and like, comment, subscribe there, so we can get our URL and. Hit that bell button. Actually, actually, actually share our fucking shit because I tried to push our Ava thing like when it was still relevant and we got zero hits and I'm like actually upset. I, I got some uh, I got some activity on my my tweet about the children. Yeah, but that's not like but that's not what, yes. that's not our that's actual not our fucking conversation that actually. Well, yeah, I wrote, I mean, 
Twitter doesn't care about the content. They just uh, want to um, Arrow, believe me, I would love for anything, you know, for people to know about my Ava hot takes, but I think on some level... I don't give a fuck about your Ava hot takes. They need to listen to my Ava hot takes. <laughs> I just think that we are shouting into a very deep and dark abyss. I, you know, I love, that, yeah. like... Let's... Like... It's fine. There's a lot of discourse there, you know. Like we are not. This is not the niche production. This is not the. Uh, this is not the niche podcast about a fucking 1988 legendary science fiction OVA that nobody is talking uh, about anymore. Like right. yeah, I know, I know, I know. Oh, and we, right. it, but believe me, I do. I echo. I echo your feelings. Well, statistically, nobody listens to the end of the podcast anyway. So uh, don't be sad. Don't be sad. All of your so. updates are worthy of my grace. <laughs> yes and there we go all right there we go so uh that'll do it for this episode thanks guys for being on thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you all next time see you later bye